Hi everyone, welcome to Blockchain Value, where we discuss developments in blockchain and crypto and NFTs and metaverse and all kinds of other stuff. We are focusing on how our lives will transform in the near future, how our communities will change, and how the world will be a different place. Today, I have a very special guest. We will focus talking on, on metaverse. Uh, he's been in the field for a long time and brings quite a lot of knowledge. And I am inviting you to ask questions and be part of the conversation because you are so much more likely to enjoy it and actually get something out of it if you're part of it. So definitely do that. And before we begin, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. If you have a suggestion of someone who is on the forefront of this technology, of this amazing technology, um, and building something exciting, or somebody who's supporting someone who's building something exciting and has something to add on this um, about this technology, definitely let me know. I would love to continue having conversations with builders and thought leaders in this field so we can continue learning together. And with that, uh, welcome, Dirk. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you about Metaverse. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Elgar, thank you for having me on this uh, great show. So maybe I would say good evening for some people mm -hmm. right around the world. And yeah, my name is Dirk Lude. I'm a co-founder and co-CEO of um, Upland Me. Uh, we have developed the platform or metaverse platform we call Upland. Um, I don't know if you've seen, we have a llama. Actually, I'm wearing a t-shirt today even, uh, which, which has it. And um, we've been working on that since uh, 2018. And uh, my background is, um, I originally came, I believe you know, in Silicon Valley since many years, but originally I'm from Germany, so I can't hide my accent. And um, and But um, I've been working in the, let's say, decentralized ledger and blockchain space since 2011. So maybe call me kind of an OG and have seen a lot of things which are working, which are not working. And we're quite happy that um, Upland, you know, the Earth's metaverse, how we call it, is actually working out quite well so far. Uh -huh, really cool. And and. Tell us more about Upland. Um, the llama is definitely very adorable and cute. So I just <laughs> love, I mean, llama. oh yeah, there it is. Um, but tell us for those people who may or may not know exactly what it is, what, what is it and, and what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> Upland is uh, when I mentioned Earth's metaverse. That means we um, we are a, we are part of the metaverse, which is mapped to the real world. And the way we've started Upland was uh, with my co-founders Mani Honigstein and Idan Zuckerman in 2018. Uh, they were coming both from the gaming space. I was from the blockchain space, and we said, okay, uh, we were playing Monopoly one night, and we you know we really enjoyed the game, and they said, what if we take the idea, this inspiration of Monopoly, bring it onto the blockchain, and use the real world to it uh, with it and then uh, that's how upland was basically born so upland when you think about it is uh, you know you can download it on the ios and android app stores uh, you can also use it just on the web you get a map application for uh, right now roughly 20 cities in in the us and you can and can zoom into that map application and then you can purchase actually a property which is based on a real world property borders and um, that's how the whole gamification then starts right so you have now to collect properties with same characteristics, maybe on the same street or or maybe three museums. So this sets in motion the whole 
trading between players and 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 lots of activities interactivities between the players which then uh, uh drives of course you know excitement and the community we have a very large community roughly you know 50,000 people right now on discord and uh which uh, which they love just to interact with the game but the idea is we always say that upland is based on three pillars play earn and connect play means um, that you are um, able to, um, you know, what I just said, complete the collection. You know, as I said, we're inspired by Monopoly, and you know, you increase your your yield because you start earning a small income on your properties when you complete the collection. Then we have scavenger hunts. We have um, we have uh, uh, um, you know we have treasure hunts. We we do live events in the app. Uh, soon we're going to have car and car races. Going to be super exciting. So that's the first pillar, play. The second pillar is then earn. Eventually, we want to create hundreds and maybe thousands or maybe millions of entrepreneurs one day who can actually uh, work and you know earn money in upland not just by speculating not purchasing properties or a cheap price and selling it expensive no by really creating value selling digital goods in the upland world or nfts to other players so we call that actually meta ventures which they are going to operate so that's that's a that's a second pillar and then the third pillar is uh, basically connect what i just mentioned we have a big community on on discord but uh, we want them also to meet in virtual coffee shops or maybe in a stadium when they're a sports fan we have a partnership for instance with the uh, nfl player association so there's a lot of things people can do then in the app to socialize with each other Oh, that is really cool. So I like the intersection of blockchain and um, and monopoly. Uh, <laughs> that sounds really exciting. You know, it, you said a couple of things. You know, you 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 mentioned sort of the game element to it, right? But it also seems like it is sort of transitioning to the lifestyle. At some point, you know, the game is life. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, you know, how, I mean, is is it a game? Or because you talk about people actually being there and, and making a living and uh, and calling it home. So, you know, that 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 game versus life, like how where does it begin and end? How do how are you thinking about it? Is it a game or is it a life? I think it's becoming more the second, right? However, it's always going to blur, right? So because first of all, real life and our virtual life, they're blurring everywhere these days. And especially in Upland, since we're based on the real world, uh, that's much, much easier. So it's really hard to distinguish what is what is there. Because you go there, you, you go there to get you entertained, you meet people, you know, you make money in Upland because you're contributing value. So, so I clearly see that, you know, not just us, but in general, the metaverse is going to be around us coming closer to us uh, as such you know in terms of te uh, technology and then we are we are much more you know immersed into that world on, on an everyday basis we always say people always ask me what what's the grand vision of upland we say well you know in three or four years i could imagine that upland's your daily companion where just you know you hang out a little bit you do something for fun or again you earn you know your money your daily living we, in upland we already have the first person who said he's going to quit his daytime job right just to make any money in in upland Really cool. Um, you mentioned the word metaverse a couple of times. Um, that term is also sometimes kind of mushed, mashed together with Web3. Um, those are two different concepts. So let's, let's kind of, maybe you can tell me what is metaverse and, and what is the relationship with, with Web3 and how those are different? 
Yeah, maybe start out with Web3, where are we coming from? And you think about when you take media and technology, how, how it all started. Like in the 1920s, you had black and, white, black and white movies, right? You were in the theater and you actually just saw the movie on the screen. There was a piano player. There was this famous movie where, where there was a train going through the station and then people were so afraid that it was so real. At that time, they perceived it as real. They were running out of the cinema <laughs> because they thought the train is going to enter the, the building. So, and then you have in the late 30s, you had the radio coming up with uh, Orson Welles doing War of the Worlds. Uh, people were thinking aliens invading uh, the Earth and now they have to flee. So, but it was all just you know fiction at that moment. And then you, had, then you had TV and then you had cable TV and you, we spent more and more time with media. Then obviously the internet came, 1.0. So we had basically websites. Then Web 2.0 came, which was then the social web where we took much more out of our daily time you know to to work you know with, with social media like like facebook and, and snapchat and what have you and now we have actually web 3 but what is new in web 3 is that is actually um adding another technology let's say kind of layer to it where you can exchange value when it was free on web 1.0 to exchange information basically at no cost and web 2.0 was basically about connecting web Point three, 3.0 is about exchanging of value. And then you have all these things like DeFi, NFTs, and whatever comes out of that, of course, token fungible, non-fungible tokens, and so on. So that all um, is then a part of Web3. And But now you have the metaverse, and the metaverse is all about experience. And, uh, of course, you have experience when you think about, um, you know, games today, Fortnite, uh, Minecraft, and so on. That's part of the experience. It's something like it's a 3D environment where you can, can imagine, or you something where you immerse in. That is metaverse. However, um, that's, you know, there's so different opinions. Some people say even now we're on StreamYard here, right? We are in the metaverse already because somehow we're virtually together. Uh, People say Minecraft is a metaverse, Fortnite is a metaverse, but we here at Upland, we rather think, no, there's something missing. Um, you need, first of all, to have an experience. Yes, that is what all the others are also providing. But you also need to have something which is what is called true ownership. And that's we're going back to Web3, what Web3 enables. True ownership means you own the digital goods which you are, you know, which you're using uh, within within that virtual world. And because you own those virtual goods or NFTs, actually, you can create an economy in, in, in like, a, like a real world economy in the metaverse. Because otherwise, if you cannot really... Con, uh, you know, uh, transfer virtual ownership, then you as, let's say, the metaverse operator, you can always take away stuff from people. Then it's just a pseudo economy. That's not a real one. And that's what we allow. I, I love that. I love how um, you sort of, your definition of metaverse turns on two components. One, the experience, right? Actually kind of being part of it. The other one is, is and you said this term repeatedly, this is a term that is, that's been used in blockchain for a while, true ownership. So I want to pause for a moment and kind of talk what that means. Um, uh, when you talk about true ownership, and you mentioned, you know, NFTs as an example of, of that, um, tell me more. Let, let's kind of define that term. What does it mean to truly own something digitally? Yeah, so truly, I think to, because when, when we started out on Upland at the beginning, we were trying to avoid the word NFT because we thought it's too technical, but today it's almost, it looks like a mainstream word already. But nevertheless, um, I think when you but want to translate it to, let's say, mainstream lingo, we always say, if you don't own it, you cannot sell it. 
Yeah. So that's a very important uh, aspect of true ownership. You always have the you know possibility to find you have of course to find a buyer for for your good, but that's what you can do. That was not possible in Web 2.0. It was only possible, let's say, maybe not completely true. What I'm saying here is was possible through an intermediary. But if the intermediary always said, "Oh, you know, I don't want that to happen," you know, then they can always you know uh, take the ownership away from you. And this is what what now Web 3.0 enables. In the metaverse, this you know uh, possibilities to sell things. Gotcha. Um, so the other component, and you kept keep alluding in metaverse, is that element of community, and that's a very important element. And and, and frankly, anything you know, blockchain and 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 Web three and metaverse. Um, why? Why is the community sort of increasingly becoming important? Why is this sort of a very important other word along with NFTs and metaverse and Web3? Why is it, why is so much focus on the community? Well, you can look at this from two two angles, right? So first of all, when you let's say when you launch or start a company, right, and when you when you think you know everything, and then you put it on top of you know people and say, hey, you know, here's our ideas, right? People, some people might like it, some people don't like it. That was the typical one-to-many broadcast type of communication which we had with with TV. That has changed a little bit. Um, with um, um, with the web, where this uh, many-to-many communication was possible, like on social media. However, there was still one important component missing. Is really where people can actually uh, add this idea that they can um, add goods to to the whole communication the, the, of being together and exchange things, exchange value, because then all relationships become much more worth. And that's why it's so important that all those, let's say, metaverse, which are based on blockchain. They always have a big emphasis on community. They listen a lot to community because the community has so many more ideas than you can ever have as a single operator, and that creates then a you know a big explosion of creativity and and new things which you were, were not imagined which could happen. What makes you know, metaverse exciting, and you alluded a couple of times, is, is this presence of digital objects, right, to which you have true ownership um, that allows you to create value, that you can increase value and, and boost creativity through community. But what we fundamentally see is that the, what we think of digital object is changing. Um, it's a much more interesting thing than it, it used to be. So what are the characteristics of a new and exciting digital objects with new properties that allows it um, to, to make metaverse such a, an exciting place to be and to, to be entertained and possibly, you know, have a, almost a, a much more prolonged presence and, and maybe even put your job and be part of it. So I think, um, what is important is 
when you own something, you care about it. And um, so when we, when it's like, like, like to give you one example, when you own a house in real life, you know, you, you take care of it. So, and when you just rent it, you know, you're not taking so much care, right? So that, that's the first thing. Then, uh, because you know, and with the effect, what I said is because you know, you can maybe one day sell it again, or you just, you know, love of your house where, where you live. And so, but this, you know, that helps them to really uh, initiate creative thinking. You want to create maybe, you know, very nice, you know, whatever attic or, or however you want to create what, what we want to do in your house. And this is so important when, and this is, this is just a concept of a house, but now you can actually transfer that idea also to any other good. It could be maybe, um, uh, it could be maybe a, a record which you own now, a piece of music, right, from a musician. Now you own it and now you can maybe take some of the music, it depends on the rights which you're getting, and uh, create maybe remix it and do something special uh, special to it right so you become much more much more creative there's a, some kind of form of belonging also you know that they just say okay maybe there was one musician who maybe had 100 nfts and those have been bought by his fans or her fans and then uh, they actually allow you know them to be part of that community of that mini community to create something new new and more awesome right and that that's that is what is so so groundbreaking here. Yeah, yeah. You sort of attach the history of the object, and um, and that enriches the object in the process. Um, it, it makes it a more exciting because it has a history, has community, has value attached. You can actually kind of enhance the object as you go. You mentioned NFTs a few times, non fungible tokens. Um, you know, the new sort of digital objects with true ownership, uh, the properties attached to it. Uh, that make it exciting. You also mentioned a couple of times that at first you had reservations around sort of combining NFTs with metaverse. At some point, you've changed your mind. Dirk, help me understand kind of what was the journey, you know, to connect metaverse to uh, to NFTs and why and kind of where we've been, where we are and where we're going with that. Well, you know, in Apple, we always had the vision of this, the notion of true ownership. The only thing was marketing-wise what we haven't used. So we also, when our URL is appland.me, and we started the company in 2018, that stands for Metaverse, right? At that time, we said, okay, we cannot use the word Metaverse. We cannot use NFTs. Uh, NFTs was already given given name at that time uh, because of CryptoKitties and, and CryptoPunks. Uh, but we thought when you want to go really mainstream, people will not really understand it. This has changed, right? <laughs> Probably not right so you can use those words today in 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 you know in, in your marketing lingo but i think it's the most important thing is when when you when you take nfts is the is it's you can you can create things we, which you cannot do really in the physical world right that that's why the metaverse and nfts are somehow you know you know a and b which uh, you know equals c and more which is just you know which you can not do in the physical world where you just have limit limits because of, of, of physical space. You have limits because of what you're allowed to do. Because there's many things you can do in the metaverse. You know, like like when you have a property, virtual property, you can build something. You know, can build a skyscraper on it. You know, when in real world you would not be able to do that because it's just you know allowed to buy build a maybe one story home or so. So that that is what why why it's so fascinating to integrate. You know, the whole ideas of NFTs into into the metaverse. Um, you very interesting. I have a couple more questions. We're coming to the end. Um, let's 
maybe you guys started selling actual virtual land uh, in in Upland. Where where are you with that? You know. Um, real estate adventure in metaverse uh are, are you done selling or uh, will there be more land how how is that going yeah as you, as you know we were based on the real world i mean in theory we could have opened up the whole world and say you know here's here's the world go 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 crazy whoever wants to to do something in the, in, hey, in you the can do universe too so like why limit yourself to this world <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying but yes sorry for interrupting yeah no but but that was the idea is basically is uh, no we have to and this is what is what is so important when you want to run a metaverse economy that you always have first of all you have to follow let's say the traditional rules of any economy and that means also you're always to balance very fine out um, supply and demand because so just imagine you open up the whole world and it's just too much supply out there and this then the the market would not really develop so what we are doing at upland is we're launching one city after the other so as i said we're right now live here in 20 cities in the u.s san francisco new york chicago and so on and uh, what we allow users then is, um, you know, to to develop those, start to develop those cities. And when we see there's more and more users, which is currently happening, are coming in, we have to open up new cities because otherwise, because that's the other way when you think, you know, in an economic terms, is that, uh, you know, there's too much scarcity and that drives prices artificially up. So we really have to balance out between, you know, having too little or too much supply. And that is what, again, you know, uh, coins the, you know, stable market uh, or stable economy of, of the metaverse and this is our number one objective you know that's what i'm thinking every day about you know how to keep the economy stable and as you like in real life you always have you know certain loops or st stuff you haven't thought about right and people are always very creative and trying to find those loopholes they have to close them all yeah so but it's it's like 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 in real life and people trying to find a loophole in, in taxes right they always know how to save taxes somehow <laughs> yeah no that's very interesting Thing. Um, and look, I mean, designing economies is not a small thing. I mean, all you have to do is actually look at real world economy and see economies and see, you know, the, sh the shades of success and failures. So, um, and, you know, some are more successful than others and, um, and some, you know, repeatedly aren't. So it is actually not a small fit to, to constantly balance, you know, the supply and demand, the value and to keep people engaged. So that's not a small job. Um, one, one of the other things I wanted to discuss with you is the connection of, you know, of Upland or Metaverse uh, with other properties, right? You know, ability to have a bridge to another game or ability to have other experiences. Because if you want to make, you know, Upland more habitable, if you may want to make it an interesting place to be, a comfortable place to stay, whatever that means to people, they need to be able to do something you can't be the old provider of all entertainment and 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 right and 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 things to do or how how are you thinking about that yeah, I think I think you're touching here on the interoperability. Um, what is also a big part of, let's say, the blockchain metaverse uh, who, are, who are doing this? You want to allow because what we always say, we want to put the user at the center, right? You have your digital goods because you truly own them. What I said earlier today, and then you maybe want to transport them to other places. So in Upland specifically, you know, we, we're currently working what is called an NFT portal, where you be able to import NFTs from other blockchains. Currently, we're doing this with one particular project on Wax, but soon 
we able to import uh, NFTs from, from Solana, Ethereum, Flow, and, and other blockchains into Upland and then use them in Upland. And uh, so, for instance, I give you one example. Maybe you want to run and operate a digital art gallery in New York somewhere, right, in Manhattan. So now you can import now digital art from, from wherever you bought it on other blockchains. You can import them and put them into your, into your, into your, into your let's say, virtual art gallery in you know fifth avenue and uh and then uh, you know you know show them and have a showroom there and also to and and then also potentially sell them to to other players so that's that's the vision we're going to probably uh launch uh, later later this year we're just starting with the interoperability at the same time you can upload things out of upland again and maybe you want to put it on on a uh, on a marketplace like OpenSea and and want to have it there so that we strong believe in interoperability however one thing you have to have in mind so when let's say you have a game one game A that you have a sword and the sword has superpowers, right? The question is, uh, when you want to bring it to another game, does it have the same superpowers, right? So that's the first question because every game somehow works differently. Does it look the same? Every every metaverse has a different visual representation of itself. So there's a lot of detailed questions, right? It's not just the technical questions how to merge blockchains to each other, but it's also the whole you know layer above uh, how things look. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, the money and value and economies are more valuable the more they're able to trade, right? The more the open economies tend to do better. They tend to have more bridges to other worlds. If you can do more with currency, if you can only buy milk with currency, it's kind of valuable. If you can also buy bread on top of it, it makes it more interesting. And if you can buy a bunch of other stuff, that, that makes it a, a, a super interesting place to be. And if you can participate in the world economy, that, that it's, it's, it's really exciting. Um, you know, since you're the guy who have who written a PhD about cryptocurrencies and and are very actively designing viable economies, which is not a small thing to design, what is sort of a different economic consideration of designing economies in the real wor world versus metaverse? Like, at what point this is not a one-to-one -one comparison? Or you know, have you? I'm just curious about your thoughts on this issue. Yeah, so maybe, first of all, I maybe want to start out what is, I think in general, the metaverse economy will work because this has been researched for, for many, many years, very much very, the same way like any other economy works. You have basically, and you have also different train of thoughts here, but school of thoughts, but you have four factors of production. It's usually it's entrepreneurships, people who are kicking off things. You have, uh, you have capital, machines, or, you know, money to, to do them. So that's a second factor. Third factor is then, um, labor, people who are actually doing the work and the fourth one is then land which can also be resources so i think this is also very similar in in the metaverse this just doesn't change it's like like mathematical rules like two plus two is always four in a certain sense i mean you can discuss the details here but to the questions there is something different so what is really different in metaverse is that it's everything is happening so much faster and so much more transparent because when you think about the real economy you don't have all data there's always some resources how big is now you know the gross domestic product and you know are these numbers correct how what is the inflation you know those those macro and microeconomic things is always hard to, to see in the metaverse since everything is digital usually not in normal cases you have all the data you just <laughs> have to make sense of the data which is a, a tricky thing by itself but you have the data and everything is happening much faster it's not like like you know when when some some something is launched or something is done in in, in the real world it takes maybe two three years uh, to move in in the metaverse everything is 
I don't know, whatever factor, 10 or 100, much, much faster, uh, which can happen. In Upland in particular, uh, we, we are aware of that. And, uh, you know, everything we do in Upland, we always say it's so roughly a factor one to five. So if we want to build a house in Upland, I mean, you cannot build a house, you know, like like putting it in the next day is already built. You always need a time, right? You need to build maybe a small house, 30 days or 40 days. Depends a little bit on the game mechanics we've implemented. Um, but, um, you know, when a real world house maybe takes a half, a, you know, half a half a year or so so that that's something how you know you try to simulate you know what what's in the metaverse compared to to the real world it's very interesting because you know you mentioned you know the input in blockchain is data right in the end it's a ledger that has a lot of data um and then make you know making sense of the, that data especially because every object comes with a lot of history and data attached to it and there is sort of macro level data mm-hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of students who are going to be tortured by their professors to analyze <laughs> the metaverse because now you have actually much better way to 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 look at and to get you know to research those those t- topics which were you know and, because I, I'm an economist right in in economy you always you know it's we we're always wrong to predict the future right we say we right. call it ex ante it's almost impossible right but ex post we can always explain why something has happened right but now maybe you know including artificial intelligence and so we will be able to let's say simulate better even the real economy looking at the metaverse that's going to be interesting to see uh, in the next few years what's coming out of that especially on the research side yeah yeah i i i, I have an economics background as well uh, it's um it's very it, it's it's sort of it's almost you know it's like a real world on steroids you know you can you can oh, yeah. experiment and see what happens in not just in your lifetime but somewhat quickly and you can play God to figure out how it all works. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, governments, you know, they, they, you've seen that, right? Ecuador, and, no, it was not, not, um, yeah, I think Ecuador, if you Ecuador, right. Yeah, is one of them. And, and yeah. El Salvador, I think, did as well. Um, El Salvador, right. El Salvador, sorry, yeah. That's actually the thing, right? When we always say, you know, when you want to move as a company into the metaverse, right, you have to start experiment. But I think you can also tell that to countries, hey, you have to move into the metaverse to start to experiment, to run your economy in a better way, right, to learn. Uh, But let's see if we can get... Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's definitely a tool. And I I mean, I, I agree with you that the economies that may not have been as successful in the past, seeing it both as an opportunity because they can peg it to... To, to Bitcoin, for example, and, and, and get all kinds of benefits. But also, I think there's those benefits of being part of a different economy and being part of a kind of experimenting and learning. I mean, it, it is a definitely a very exciting world. Um, maybe uh, I'll ask you the last question before I, I, I'll let you sort of uh, give takeaways take to folks. You know, as you're looking uh, at a framework of, of how this world of metaverse will work, conceptually you know and where it's going how how are you how are you thinking about it well i think first of all we cannot you know we cannot we don't know how it's going to look like in 10 or two or five years right we have seen now videos especially in the last three months where hope some people imagine how the metaverse is going to look like i doubt it's going to going to look like that because it's up to the people it's up to the community to create that world and there will be things we will not have expected and that's very much when you think back to web 2.0 or or let's say one one web 1.0 when people were just 
replicating newspapers uh, onto the web, right? There was, yeah, but that was not what how it worked. That social media came up uh, later, right? Idea of, you know, that you take maybe when you have a bookshelf, right? They showed bookshelves, you know, on, on, on the oh, screen yeah. and I, people are going I, to I, that. I, rem I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Apple, right? Just doesn't yeah. make sense. Every media has a different way of, you know, interacting with, it's, it's with like, people. It's like an yeah. art, right? Every tool and every, you know, like uh, watercolors have a different property from oils. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. the way, and the way you, you use it, it's just a different tool. You know, the, the same way the spoon is different from chopsticks. Um, it, it, there's some things that are better for one tool on the other, but they have different property and allow you to have a different experience. So to some extent, they have an overlap. They're both tools and they're both, you know, tools for food or they're yeah. both tools for art. But they also have unique properties that make experience, uh, you know, if you don't force, you know, a, a spoon on the, on the chopstick, <laughs> you will have a different, better experience if you take it for what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think we learn about those properties as you kind of play with with tools and, and really kind of learn the extent of what's possible. And I think you're right. We're very much in the beginning of that journey to really conclusively say this is what the world will look like because we may not just have imagination to predict. Maybe we have imagination to predict five steps ahead, but maybe not 50. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're always wrong in the long term, right? That's that's the thing. But what I I believe is also what 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 I, where I see. I mean, besides the fact that you know that. Uh, you know that the metaverse is the land. We always say upland is the land of creativity, opportunity, and diversity. By the way, so that's a little bit. And I hope you know that we we've learned what we've done in the past. But when you think about in general, you know the Web 2.0 was all about efficiency, right? I move from one click to the other. I you know I find very quickly something I want to purchase. You know, look on one one retailer, then look to another. So everything became very fast and let's say very transactional. What I'm very hopeful is now when when the uh, when the metaverse becomes more you know every or every day is part of our life these experiences so actually I hope that we're taking a step back even though it's let's say I know don't, don't want to take it wrong but it's just digital but it's still an experience and we take more time with each other and I hope that this will also drive much more positivity back into let's say society as a whole that, that's one of the big hopes I have here yeah no but I do think you know and I, you know, because I see, I have two children, and and digital means to them. To the, I'm thinking real versus digital, but I think that's an increasingly um, dated way to look at the world. Uh, my my girls who are ten and twelve. Uh, have a different conception i think oh yeah they, they do their homework there but in on while they play a game they talk about school and uh, socialize and it's just completely different than what what most you know uh, let's say their, their parents are including myself i see that also with my kids right they're doing the same yeah they so so i think that divide between real and digital and how easily we can go in and out and what kind of how we lead our lives and what we value is changing. Again, we're kind of discovering the extent of the tool and what's possible and the world is being redesigned as we speak. Dirk, I, you know, I, to say that I enjoyed this conversation is an understatement. I, it's, 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 I, I, it's, it's great to finally meet you, I guess, as a person as we can meet uh, digitally. Um, and um, I, I've been a fan of your work for a long time. I know you've been doing this for quite a while. Um, I guess maybe the last, you know, if, you know, we have folks here who have different level of understanding blockchain, metaverse, web three, 
Some are just being introduced, others are a little bit more advanced, others kind of more in the crypto world, which is a very much related world. If folks get nothing else out of the conversation, what is the one or two takeaways that you think, you know, an average uh, human American uh, should get away from this conversation? I think what you should take away is that uh, that there's a huge opportunity for everyone there. It's not just for the computer geeks or the crypto aficionados, right? Uh, the way the metaverse is going to be built out in the, you know in the next you know few you know months and years, it's something where you can really you know reach new frontiers for yourself and and go for them and and find you know new new inspirations with others uh, which you which you haven't done done before right we see that in upland we we see that people gathering together in san francisco but you know most of them have never been to san francisco virtually but they meet because they have like-minded interests you find so many interesting people and you experience things with them which is uh, which is a unique opportunity i think we we have here with uh, with the metaverse thank Thank you so much. Again, um, I, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, it's, it's a dream come true to actually have it with you. So uh, thank you for agreeing and thank you for sharing your thoughts and, and making predictions and, and giving advice. I, I, I very much thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you very much. For, thank you for having me. Thank you. Of see you in the Metaverse. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll see you in Metaverse. And thank you everyone for joining, being part of this. This has been a very active conversation. Um, I, as I've been saying for now quite a while, the, the future belongs to builders. Um, if you're excited, concerned, interested, curious, see you at Metaverse. That's a place where building is happening. And I really like what Dirk said is that, yes, there, it's a very technology-rich product and experience. However, the experiences that we design are not just for technology. They're for everyone. And that means that your contribution is welcome and really should be part of it. Uh, so if you're curious, interested, concerned, or excited, definitely consider learning more, being part of building, and, and just uh, be part of it. Um, and then as a last reminder, um, if you have suggestions of other builders, thought leaders, doers, supporters of, the, of blockchain, metaverse, Web3, cryptocurrency, that should be on the show that we can all collectively learn from Definitely let me know who those people are. Uh, the time to learn is now. It's definitely a good time to learn. We're all learning together. And um, I want to make sure that we bring people who can guide us on this journey. And with that in mind, thank you so much for joining. And I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>